Thank you for joining the Pinewood Church Podcast. We hope this inspires you, builds your faith, and gives you fresh perspective on how God is moving in your life. For more information, visit us at pinewoodboulder.com. Enjoy the message. But hey, you know, I really thought that I understood serving and loving, and then I became a mom. I see you laughing back there, all the moms in the room. Because it's a 24-7 job. Am I right? Yeah, you hear you hear that. Um, and it's amazing because from birth, 24-7, they are with you. And my, my son keeps going, Mom, like, when can you leave him for longer than 30 minutes? I'm like, that's a good question. But you are nursing them. You're loving them. You're nurturing them. And then they get a little bit bigger, and you're feeding them, and you're breaking up fights, and you're taking them to the bathroom, and you're doing all the things that moms do. You are the true queens in the house tonight. So we honor you, mamas. We're so thankful for you. I loved this research that I did that if a mama got paid, <laughs> so great, um, if a mama got paid for 96 hours a week, which we all know that since we're 24-7, it's more than 96 hours a week, but if we got paid on average, what is, I don't even know average these days, whatever that is, we would get paid $162,000 a year. So we have some CEOs up in the house tonight. <laughs> It's so great. It's so wonderful. I love it. Ryan was sitting on my bed a couple weeks ago, and he said, Mom, is it hard being a mom? I'm like, I kind of chuckled a little, and it kind of threw me back because I'm like, okay, you're seven. Be seven. Like, you don't have to worry about being, me being a mom. And I laughed a little, and then I said, you know what? It's the hardest thing I've ever done. And then he was like, oh, snap. I was like, yeah, you, homie. I'm talking about you. You're the hardest thing. But it's amazing because some of the best gifts that we receive are also the hardest things we will ever do. Some of the best gifts we will ever receive are some of the hardest things we will ever do. Do you guys believe that? So it's been amazing because we have been journeying through our values. And as Pinewood Church, we stand on a mission and we stand on values. Our purpose and mission is to meet people where they are and point them to Jesus. And our values we're going through. I loved um, Pastor Parker's sermon a couple weeks ago. Honor is our commitment. Do you guys remember that? It was so good. And give it up for Keegan in the house bringing it last week. So good at Esteban's. Were you guys there at Esteban's? Man, man, I'm ready for that. Let's go. So good. Um, Keegan brought a word on love is our motivation. And today it's so timely that we're speaking on servant leadership is our calling. And that's amazing because as we know as women in the house, servant leadership is more than just serving. We're leading. We're getting to do this. I truly don't believe that you can lead without serving. You can sure serve without leading if you're doing it in the wrong motives. So we're going to talk about that tonight, and we're going to talk about how to be good stewards of the gifts God has given us. So if you're with me tonight, turn with me in 1 Peter 4. We believe God's word is living and active. Do you guys believe that? So if you don't have a Bible, we want to get you a Bible. We have some on the back. Or you can 
tune in to your app. We all have iPhones or phones, um, and you can download version. It's amazing. But turn with me, 1 Peter 4. We're going to dive straight in, 1 Peter 4, 10 through 11. It says, Just as each one has received a gift, use it to serve others as good stewards of the varied grace of God. If anyone speaks... Let it be as one who speaks God's words. If anyone serves, let it be from the strength God provides, so that God may be glorified through Jesus Christ in everything. To him be the glory and the power forever. Amen. Jesus, we love you. We stand on your word tonight. Father, as it goes forth, would it accomplish the purpose for which it is sent? Father, teach us from your word. Teach me from your word. Would we all lean into servanthood? Would we all learn and lean into what it means to be better servant leaders? Father, for the advancement of your kingdom, not the advancement of ourselves. And it's in your name, Jesus, we pray. Amen. Isn't it amazing? So Paul is writing to the first century believers in this passage. And the first century believers were persecuted They were abused, and they were scattered from their families. And Paul had experienced all of this. And if we, as onlookers, and from further on, we would look back and say, man, that's amazing. They've arrived, right? Like, they're doing the, the most service. They've been abused and persecuted. And yet Paul is writing and saying, keep on serving. You haven't arrived, You haven't got there. He's encouraging them to keep going. So as we're looking in this passage, what does it look like for us to be good stewards of the gifts God has given us? And the first thing that comes to my mind when we read this passage, it says in verse 10, receive a gift. We have to first receive a gift. Isn't it hard to receive a gift if our hands are closed? You can't, it's hard, it's really hard to, someone's handing you something and just go, okay, I'm taking it. No, you have to open your hands to that gift. Man, I truly believe that. And it's amazing when we look in this passage because I truly believe that there's some people in the room, maybe you've gone through our growth track, which is our time that you get to learn about Pinewood. You get to learn about our vision, values, how you can be used in the church. And we do a spiritual growth test at the spiritual growth test. Someone help me. Thanks. Gifts. Spiritual gifts test at that last session. And it's amazing because maybe you got hospitality, evangelism, faith. Maybe you got craftsmanship. Maybe you checked all these marks off. Maybe you got apostleship and you're going apostle who? Like, apostle what? What's apostleship? And maybe you've gotten those gifts and you're going, man, I don't really even understand what God's calling me to. But then there also may be some people in the room that you know the gift, you know what God's called you to, and yet you're going, you don't understand my past. You don't understand where I'm at in my marriage. You don't understand I'm waiting till I get married. I'm waiting till I have children. You don't understand what I've done, where I've come from. You don't understand my fears. Am I speaking to someone in the room tonight? But God's saying, I want you to receive the gift. It's really hard to walk into something that God's called us to if we don't believe what he's received, if we, what we received. We have to walk into what God is putting in our hands 
to be able to walk out what God is calling us to. We have to receive that gift. And that can be really hard. But, you know, Jesus was the ultimate example of servanthood. Man, do we believe that. Aren't we glad that God didn't say, I don't want to receive that gift. We wouldn't be here, folks. So he, Jesus, in Mark 10, 45, he says, For even the Son of Man didn't come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. He took this gift. He received the gift, and he said, I'm going to serve. The night before he died, he's washing the disciples' feet. He walks the streets with a mission, and yet people tug on his clothes, and he stops, and he pays attention, and he used these gifts because he received it from his father. It's so amazing that when I walk into to the store with all my children's, like, ducklings behind me, I get so many comments. <laughs> so many comments. And some of them are good, and some of them are funny. Some are like their hair is curly and cute, and their eyes, oh, my goodness, have you heard that their eyes are beautiful? But the one I get the most is, wow, your hands are full. And usually I get this when I just have three of them <laughs> in the store. And, you know, I can take that so many different ways. You know, I can take that and receive it and say, you know what? You're right. Man, my hands are full. Shoot, I'm tired now all of a sudden. I can't get everything on my to-do list done. And I can instantly become defeated. I can look at it through those lens. Or I can say and look at them and say, you know what? I've been gifted with these children. We have fun. We are crazy. We are called to this, and we're just going to keep marching on. And you know what happens is a shift in perspective. That shift in perspective to say, you know what? God has gifted me. He has granted me with a gift, no matter my past, no matter my present, no matter how many children I have, or if I'm married, or if I'm tired, or if my to-do list is full, I'm going to serve for the advancement of the kingdom. And when we open our hands, it begins this possibility and potential to say, God, we want your potential in and through us, not our potential. And we start receiving those gifts with open hands versus closed hands. And I I wonder how many are in the room tonight that are following your dreams and your passions and not God's. Man, if we only stopped following our dreams and started following Jesus, what he could do with our lives, with our hands open to say, man, you've been gifted. You have a voice, you've been gifted. You have hands, you've been gifted. You have a mind, you've been gifted. And so I challenge you to think and pray through what has God gifted you with. It's something. Because in 1 Peter 4, 1 Peter 4, 4, 10, it tells us that you have received at least one gift. It says you have received one gift, and many of you have received more than that. What are you doing with those gifts? Man, I'm so challenged by that idea. I've talked to a lot of people lately of just that open-hand mentality. I'm so challenged by that to say, man, God, what do you want to do What do you want to do with my speaking, with my voice? What do you want to do in my household? If we just opened our hands and our minds and our hearts open to Jesus, he wants to do something in your life. So there's this idea of open hands, but then there's this idea if we steward well the gifts God has called us to in servant leadership to release them. 
So here's this idea of open hands, and then we're releasing them to others, not keeping it to ourselves, because I get there's a lot of fears in that. There's a lot of fears of, okay, what if I get on stage and I speak or I sing? Don't worry, it's not happening tonight. (laughs) Say that for Parker. (laughs) Um, And I crack and my voice cracks. What happens if I release this gift that God has given me and I screw it up? I get that there's fears in that. Or you talk to the person on the street that God's calling you to talk to. Or you step out in faith with a job. Or you step out in faith and you go on a run that God's calling you to. You foster a child that God's calling you to. There's fears that come with that. But he tells us in 1 Peter 4, use it to serve others as good stewards of the varied grace of God. If anyone speaks, let it be as one who speaks God's word. If anyone serves, let it be from the strength God provides. So here's some ways that I believe that we can release those gifts. One, guys, we got to show up. We can make so many excuses, am I right? I'm not just talking about through these front doors. We can make excuses about showing up to say, it's too rainy outside, it's snowing, I got a splinter in my toe. My kids have said that. I'm speaking from a mama's heart. <laughs> but we can make all of these excuses to, to give an excuse as to why we shouldn't show up. When God's given us a gift, he's given opportunity, and then here we are just sitting on the sidelines and not wanting to show up. Maybe that's in a mental space. Maybe that's in your home. Maybe that's in your workplace, in your gym. Maybe that's when you go get your hair cut. Showing up to say, God, I'm available. You've gifted me. And am I right that the greatest gift that we receive is the Holy Spirit? So we can all take that and use that somewhere. So this idea that he talks about in 1 Peter 4, he said, from the strength God provides. Not your strength, but God's strength, which means the overflow. So showing up to use your giftings in your home, in your church, in your workplace, in your schools, doing it in your own strength is going to leave you dry and defeated. But doing it in God's strength is going to be fulfillment and power. And you know what? The best is yet to come in that. Always. We believe that. Showing up in your strength is self-fulfilling. But showing up in God's strength is soul-fulfilling. Your soul is going to get filled when you say, God, I'm going to show up. I don't know what's going to happen when I show up. It may be a hot mess. Can I get a witness? In my home front. Parker knows. It don't always look pretty when we say yes to God. And it's not going to be perfect. But it's going to be soul fulfilling because we've now stepped in to say, God, I received this gift. And now I want to release this gift to do what you've called me to do which is be your hands and feet. We're, we're the only answer, folks. <laughs> There's no backup plan. God has sent his son to die for you and me so that we could be his hands and feet on this earth. And if we believe that, that moves us to action. It moves us to release that service to others. Maybe you need to hear this tonight, but God has a plan for your life. He has a plan for your giftings. Man, it would be a shame if we hold on to them. It would be a shame if we 
just stand on the sidelines and watch it all happen. Trust me, it's hard. It's hard to say yes sometimes. I'll never forget. I'm rabbit trailing. Someone send help. Okay. <laughs> Parker's always like, stick to your notes. Okay, here we go. <laughs> stick it, stick it with it. But I'll never forget some of those early moments in our marriage when we started saying yes to the giftings God called us to. And one of those first being our boys. Parker said yes before I said yes, but I went along with it. And it was God's plan for us. And, you know, sometimes the giftings we have will look a lot different than what God sees them as. Those giftings that we have in our, maybe you're thinking, okay, I have a gift to sing. I have a gift to run. I have it, which I don't have any of those. (laughs) Maybe you have a gift to parent. Still don't have that, but we're working on it. But maybe you're looking at it through those lens instead of spiritual giftings. They're spiritual giftings that you can attain and receive that God wants to release through you. And he has a plan for that. Man, I'll never forget this one time that talking about showing up. I'll get back on track. Sorry about that. Um, Ryan had this performance at school that he really wanted us to be at. And I was out of town and I said, Parker, like you had to haul the girls. You got to get there. It's important to him. He's practiced it. He's wearing his best clothes. And Corey wakes up sick with a fever. And I'm like, oh, no, like, this can't happen. So we, like, call the backup plan, right, which is Jake and Matt. (laughs) Sit and help. (laughs) I'm just kidding. They're awesome. Um, And it was amazing because they showed up for Ryan. They showed up for him that day, and it mattered. They They didn't feel equipped in that moment to be Papa and Mama Jake and Matt. Um, but they showed up for him and that's what mattered and man I I wonder if we show up and let God show off what will happen in our lives a simple show up so God can show off through you because in God's strength there's power there's fulfillment there's life change we say all the time around here when the Holy Spirit is present there's life change can't run from it so when you walk that out into your workplace when you walk that out into your gym when you walk that out into your home there's life change that's going to happen the second thing i think that how we can steward releasing the gift is being faithful speaking of moms tonight i have the best mom sorry to tell you (laughs) she's awesome truly so awesome my mom is so cool i wish she was in the house tonight um but Something that she always told me growing up was to be faithful. Be faithful. And truly, it didn't even, it didn't shake me like she probably wanted it to shake me until like later on in my years. But I would go through hard seasons, hard things at school, not wanting to read the word, maybe not wanting to show up at church. And she would say, Jess, just be faithful. Just be faithful. And like I said, it didn't shake me till later. But that resonates now, those moments that I don't feel like worshiping, those moments I don't feel like showing up, those moments I don't feel like serving. Because you know what? God's not calling you for your perfection. He wants you to be faithful. He knows you. He knows you better than you know yourself. So I want to challenge you, be faithful in your walk with the Lord. When you don't feel like it, open your word. That's where you're going to get that overflow from. When you don't feel like it, spend time in quiet prayer with him.
when you don't feel like it, show up to church. Be, con- be a consistent servant leader. Be a faithful servant leader. God's looking for the faithful. He says in 2 Chronicles 16, 9, For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong on behalf of those whose heart is loyal to him. He wants to show up strong in your life. Not like kind of. He wants to show up strong in your life. And I really believe that if you're too big to serve, you're too small to lead. Believe that. Because you know what? The faithful ones, man, that's where it's at. Parker says all the time we're looking for fart leaders. Can I say that? (laughs) My kids are going to love that because they want to listen to the podcast. I just said fart kids. (laughs) Don't repeat me. Um, But fart standing for faithful, available, reliable, and trustworthy. In that faithful element, man, just be faithful to God. He will use your faithfulness. I truly believe that. And, you know, I'm sure of this. Philippians 1, 6 says, I'm sure of this, that he who started a good work in you will carry it on to completion into the day of Christ. It is not your job to figure out the outcome of your gifts. It's not your job to figure that out. Being available, showing up, being faithful, being willing to release those gifts, that's your job. The willingness, the faithfulness, the showing up piece. I get it's hard. I get it. I get your schedule's busy. Even at home sometimes I don't want to show up. You got this, Dad. You're crushing it. (laughs) There you go. I love it. Um, he's doing amazing. Um, but I love this idea. I love the idea of releasing. I love the idea of receiving, but we also have to redirect. We don't want people in the room looking for a position, looking for credit, looking for a title. Man, God wants us to redirect redirect our praise to him. It says that in 1 Peter 4. Let's go back to it. I'm about to make a paper mess. It says, let it be from the strength God provides so that God may be glorified through Jesus Christ in everything. To him be the glory and the power forever and ever. Amen. Man, mama's in the room, co-workers in the room, bodybuilders, just kidding. Um, maybe we be aware that, the, that pride comes before the fall. So when you say yes to using your gift, and you say, yes, God, I'll use it, I want you to release that out on other people. May we not hold on to it, hold on to the pride, and say, man, I, look what I did. Look how I showed up. Look how I was faithful. Look how I made that coffee and put the cards on the table. Look how I shared my faith with those people at work. Look how I parented. It's not about you. And pride comes before fall. Man, we are here to serve like Jesus. I mean, when someone comes in and they stay because you welcomed them or you made them that best cup of coffee, man, praise be to God. 
We want a servant leadership army and force that moves the nations that his kingdom would come in the heart of Boulder, Colorado. And pride will hinder that. So we're believing that Jesus is raising up servant leaders amidst us that are identifying their giftings. That they're saying, you know what? I have no idea what a gift is, but I'm going to lean in and learn. We're here for you for that. That's why we're here. We're teachers, we're preachers, we're apostles, and we're here to teach and train and raise you up to understand your giftings, to understand how you've been called by God. We're here for you. Lean into us. And if you know your giftings, step it up. (laughs) Not just here. We need that. But in your workplace. Guys, there's over 100,000 people in Boulder County. God wants to use your gifts to change the world. You know how Jesus did it? He served. He gave his life for many. Aren't we glad that Jesus said yes when God called him to die on the cross? And he said, wouldn't you pass that cup from me? God said, I can't. And he went on the cross for us. He served us as the ultimate example of servant leadership. Man, at Pinewood Church, we have one mission. And that's to meet people where they are and point them to Jesus. This is why we open our doors on Sundays. This is why we have serve initiatives once a month. This is why we have growth track so you can learn and grow and develop. This is why we have crews. Sorry, you can give it up for crews. This is why we do what we do. Because servant leadership is our calling. It's more than a value. It's what Jesus Christ has called us to do as his hands and feet. So I challenge you tonight. Are you receiving the gift? It seems simple to receive a gift and say yes to Jesus. But it can be hard. And are you releasing that gift? And when you release it, And God uses you because I guarantee his dreams and his ways are immeasurably more than you could ask or imagine. So when he uses you, are you redirecting it to him? Church, we're here not because of us, but Christ in us. We want to see his kingdom come in Boulder. His will be done. And we're going to do that through raising up more servant leaders to show up on Sundays, to open the doors, to set up, to tear down, to have flowers out in the lobby for our moms. We're going to have all those little touch points to love on people in the city of Boulder so that they can see his kingdom come and his will be done and their lives changed. Jesus, we love you. We're grateful for you. Jesus, we see that you want to move in this place, in this house, in our lives. So, Father, as people have been touched, as people have been moved in this house tonight, Father, would you allow our hands to be open? Father, we all have something to learn. As we lean in, Father, open my eyes to see how I'm not being used fully by you, Jesus, where I'm holding back. 
open my eyes to that, Jesus. And as we release those giftings, Father, would you get all the glory and all the praise. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Jesus, we're expectant, we're ready, and we're grateful. And it's in your name, Jesus, we pray. Amen. Our community at Pinewood Church aims to meet people where they are and point them to Jesus in Boulder and around the world. Thank you for your support. If you would like to further connect with us, you can find out more at pinewoodboulder.com or on any social media platform with the handle at pinewoodboulder.com.